Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Southwest Virginia Fishing Report with Matt Riley of Matt Riley Fly Fishing. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing great, man. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and uh, as I always do, I took a quick peek at your weather, and it looks like you cooled off and you've gotten some rain, but it doesn't sound like it's done a whole lot to change what's been going on in the rivers. No, I mean, if we saw a bump, it was for a day, and we're right back to to where we were um trout streams are dead low um about as low as they've been for four years or so um and the uh the new river the, the uh, upper news in great shape um clear um good summertime flows um getting a little bit on the low side um and then the lower new you know it's always sort of a a game of paying attention to what uh, AEP and the Army Corps is doing up there at Radford, but uh, they they were running a lot more water than they were getting in from the upper river uh, for several weeks, so they're starting to cut it back down now um, just to, you know, keep from draining the lake. And uh, so we're, we're seeing, you know, normal summertime flows to lower flows on the lower new right now, too. Um, so that's all that's all in good shape. Um, any of the smaller rivers are basically unfloatable at this point. Um, but, uh, you can do a lot of wading in those smaller streams, um, the tributaries and, and, uh, and, you know, third order, second order streams. Um, and that's, uh, but we've mainly been, uh, mainly been floating the big river for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I got it. And, you know, the last time we spoke, um, the fish were keying in a little bit more on bait fish than topwater stuff. Is, have things normalized a little bit? Um, I don't know um, if I'd say normalized. Um, we're still uh, still kept catching fish on topwater, still catching big fish on topwater. Um, and there's certainly days that are better than others, but... Uh, um, certainly doing a little bit more streamer fishing than I typically do this time of year. And, uh, part of the reason for that is just that, I mean, I, I want to think that just because we've got so many bait fish in the river that, um, it's just a very robust food source for them right now. Um, but we're also, um, I was telling my clients today, the, uh, the market is flooded in terms of smallmouth habitat. Um, versus smallmouth you know our numbers are down in the james and the new river um and there's a lot of really great smallmouth habitat that just doesn't necessarily have fish in it so um streamers um any fly that covers sort of lateral distance from the bank or mid-river habitat um back to the boat is just a little bit higher percentage on some days um, than fishing a bug where, you know, you might be fishing like a 10 or 15 foot radius around that bug and then taking it up and fishing another 10 or 15 foot radius. So, um, it takes a little bit of just kind of knowing the river right now to decide, you know, when you need to change presentations, um, what you need to do where, um, because, you know, like I said, you can be doing everything right in really good habitat. And, you know, just because, you know, we have a lower number of fish right now, they're, uh, you're not getting good results. And so, um, the fish are definitely sort of grouped up in certain areas in the river. 
Um, and so I'll, I'll, uh, you know, kind of take that into consideration when it comes to picking a presentation or deciding, uh, to change. And then, you know, like I always say, you know, the bigger fish almost always in the summertime tend to take top water. So I will, I will still, you know, like if, if we're fishing streamers 95% of the day, I will still tie on a bug in an area that I know to hold a, uh, a really big fish or two. And that's, that's paid off on more than a couple of occasions where, you know, we've had some interaction from a big fish that we may not have had otherwise. So, um, that's kind of a low down on that, but you know, like I said, it's different every day and you kind of just have to stay on your toes and, um, you know, not get too, too, uh, in a corner about what you're doing, you know, just experiment and, and kind of think outside the box a little bit. Yeah. And you were saying too, that, you know, when you find the fish, they're kind of bunched up. So is it a question of you spend your day, you know, searching and then when you find them, you work something a little bit more than you normally would, or is it more of a situation where you're like, wow, it's really sunny. They're going to be unstructured on the shade lines. So let's go do that. Um, you know, how are you kind of, you know, obviously, you know, not the, you know, fishing your entire life on a piece of water knowledge, but, you know, just kind of, is there a good rule of thumb for people to use to kind of figure out where to look? Well, I mean, that, that's a good point. You know, I always say, you know, clear water, low water, sunny skies, that's my ideal summertime conditions, especially for fly fishing. And if, uh, if you have those conditions on, a, you know, I, I would, and it's kind of between fishing a piece of water that you know really, really well or fishing something else. Um, I would certainly, you know, they're a little bit more predictable in that sense because you know where they're going to be. They're generally in the shade and tight cover. Um, and, and yeah, you just want to make sure that you're milking, you know, every square foot of that. Um, cloudier days, you know, the fish are a little bit more spread out. That's when I would really focus on a piece of water that you know really well um and you know where the you know high high fish densities are um and yeah i mean like like you said i mean it 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 really does kind of come down to just knowing you know well i've done this float 25 30 times this year so i know uh, which, which pieces of river, um, which stretches within a float have more fish on them than others. And, uh, you know, if nothing's going on in the water where it's been less productive, then you just get down to those areas and you really break them down pretty well. So, um, I, if that answers the question, that's, that's about what I got on that. No, I think it does. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, there's no substitute for spending time on the water, right? And that, yeah, and, you know, like I said, unfortunately, um, I, I really think probably what's happened in the last few years, you know, it used to be that, you know, spring fishing, um, small fishing is great, uh, but you're usually catching fewer fish um, with bigger size. And summertime has historically been kind of that, you know, the fish are everywhere. You're floating down the river, casting to the bank, catching fish. Um, they're spread out. You're not necessarily, um, not catching big fish, but it's really kind of the time for numbers. Um, but with lower numbers in our populations at this point, 
it's kind of been turned on its head a little bit where, you know, springtime fishing is a little more predictable because um, the fish are, in general, a little more tied to the bank. Um, they're in spawning cover or habitat, which is a lot more limited within the river than summertime habitat is. Um, so, you know, the last couple of years, we've had bigger number days in the spring a lot of the time. Um, and then the summer, fish spread way out. Um, like I said, the market for smallmouth habitat is flooded at this point. Um, so the fish population is just a lot sparser. And so it takes a little bit more searching. So, um, you know, again, it, it, it really does pay right now to know where the big fish spots are um, and where the, the spots are that always have lots of fish because that's where, you know, most of the success is coming from at this point. Got it. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag and we will enter you in a drawing for something cool from Matt at the end of the season. And, you know, as we always do, um, we want to check on your writing mojo and see if you've got some articles coming out for the rural Virginian, Matt. Yeah, I got uh, a um, column coming out this week. I always do one. Um, in the summertime, just about a smallmouth food source. And uh, this uh, last week should come up, uh, come out this week. Um, I heard about the, uh, the blue damsel flies that we have on all of our rivers, um, which uh, I found out, I did not know. Um, but we have like 114 different species of, of blue damsel flies, and it is pretty dang hard to figure out which exact species you have on uh, any given river and it does vary from river to river but uh for you know for uh for my sake thankfully they're they're all pretty similar in their sort of uh you know life history so that's uh that's what's coming out this week is just kind of a little profile on the damselflies and how they're important to smallmouth and and that general pattern yeah, well, there you go. And, you know, I know you really don't have a lot of days left in your guide calendar. You want to let folks kind of know what you generally have available and how to reach out to you and book you? Yeah, there's a there's a few days left in September. Um, and then, you know, we should. It's looking like this is going to be, a, you know, low water, um, low water, uh, warm fall. Um, but we've got uh, plenty of dates open in October and we should have plenty of good fishing through then too um and my uh my website is mattreillyfishing.com and you can reach out to me through there and be happy to talk to you you know folks you owe it to yourself to get out there and chase a few smallies tight lines everybody tight lines matt thanks marvin thanks marvin